it's not replacing the human it's just replacing the human skin <laughs> yikes and that is a soundbite that will definitely never be taken out of context Welcome, this is the Photo Op Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things photo, video, and camera related. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I am your host, Ben Lucas. <laughs> and I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo Op. So, um, we just we just wanted to Apologies start. for the break. <laughs> yeah, apologies for the break. Ah. So, those of you who listen, who is most of you, um, I have a broken hand. Uh, I broke three bones in my hand. Yay. Um, so we've been out for a little while. <laughs> Sorry about that. You, you've got a robot hand. You had surgery and got some titanium in there. Yes, and, I am yeah. titanium enhanced. Um, I've got two pieces of titanium. Well, two main pieces of titanium and then many smaller pieces of titanium supporting those two pieces in the middle of my palm, which is fun. But yeah, I blew up uh, two bones in my palm and then I cracked another one. Uh, so there were lots of little bits of bone in there and yeah. uh, had surgery. First time I've broken a bone. So I had to break several to do it right. <laughs> so yeah, there were uh, there were there were some sicknesses. There was yes. just me getting a little overwhelmed with my work schedule. You getting a little overwhelmed with work schedule. Absolutely. Of course, uh, the hand definitely did not help. Yeah. Definitely impedes progress and just you know being able to heal, sleep it off. So yeah, for uh, sure. we do apologize for the long break. I know we try and bring you those weekly episodes, but uh, I just wanted to thank all of you that are uh, downloading the podcast episodes or watching on youtube thank you so much we really do appreciate mm-hmm. all of the clicks views comments questions um especially uh, the comments and questions People especially the comments have and some questions. really great things to share and and we love interacting with you and we love answering your questions to the best of our ability sometimes so, sometimes when like you, you run a podcast out. it just feels like you're shouting into the void and yeah. like no one really listens and no one really cares so when you and then somebody shouts back and you're like whoa i know <laughs> i know that's, this thing. That, that that literally <laughs> will motivate us to do another hundred episodes absolutely so, yeah uh thank you all so much for just uh supporting us this is not a last call type thank you it's just an apology for the yes. long recess we've had but um, we have a couple more episodes for you. We uh, this most recent one that you will have seen, uh, hopefully. If not, go ahead and click back. Check out our last episode in the catalog. We basically railed about AI for a good half hour, as we do increasingly. As these we days. do, um, yeah. <laughs> there were just too many AI stories because it's terrible, and it's all the news wants to talk about right now. Or is it terrible? Or is it? So <laughs> this time, we are going to talk about good uses of AI. Positive AI. Are there any? No. End of episode. Thank you for watching. <laughs> we had to think a long time, but we maybe have come the up with a few good The list isn't super <laughs> long. <laughs> well, to be fair, the list is also relatively broad in this application, so we should it's, probably it's very true. get into it. We probably should. Um, we probably should. And we'll probably start with video, since that is much more limited. Um, AI and video is still a very bleeding edge space. Um, it, AI generated video is not nearly where where, where images or graphics are. Um, it is the, one of the main problems right now. A lot of it is nightmare fuel. Yeah, a lot of it is nightmare fuel, and and. Interestingly, one of the main problems is that you can generate like a frame of video, but what if you want that subject to look exactly the same in every frame? AI is not good at that right now. It's not good at persistence. Um, And so AI video is nightmare fuel as a result. 
Like yeah, said, it so. could be something yeah. <laughs> as simple as like the pupils are pointing in opposite directions yeah. because it's not yeah. entirely sure what to do with eyes. But that problem but. applies to wholly generated from nothing AI video where the where AI tools can do a good job with video is when you're working on existing footage. And so so here is I think a lot of the problems that we have with AI just in general I don't have a problem with AI as a concept. Yeah. Like, like, um, it's funny because it's like if AI could look at my fridge, see what I'm running low on, be able to do a grocery list, search all the deals for the things that are on sale and be like, okay, here's how you can get all your groceries for the least amount of money with the least amount of store trips. Mm-hmm. Holy hell, shut up That's and cool. take my money. Like mm-hmm. the, that is an amazing use of AI that has nothing to do with photography, obviously. Yeah. So, so it's not as a concept. The problem that uh, I think we really have with it is more that the current use of AI, who's using it and programming it, is basically stealing these huge data sets. Mm-hmm. And I say stealing, and immediately people are going to bark back, and then they're doing it all legally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's moral. Yep. Um, there are stealing artwork mm-hmm. to create art, which uh, annoys and infuriates me. And also just using it to eliminate humans. Like, let's say that every single image in a data set was, let's say it even was paid for, that all yeah. of those people are compensated. It's still a bummer to then use that to generate art and not like have a human do it. Part, part of the of the recent <laughs> you're, you're actors, <laughs> part of the recent actor and writer strike was in huge part, uh, basically protections from AI because these big companies are trying to do it. Um, I actually we are saw this so close to voice like replication. I actually yeah. saw this really good post from Adam Adam Conover. Um, where he said all these corporations are threatening to get rid of everybody and replace them with AI. He said, okay, effing do it. <laughs> but they won't because they still need yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the so thing that I've heard get, that I think is a great use of AI is let's replace the CEOs with AI. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, green lighting shows is so algorithmic anyway. <laughs> I've seen... I've seen some interesting, like, uh, like you know, Chad GBT prompts where people are like, "You're CEO of X company. What would you recommend that the company do?" And a lot of the advice is like, "Oh, actually, you know, that makes more sense than what this actual CEO in reality is doing." <laughs> so, sure, sounds good. <laughs> it's it's gonna make consultants way easier now. They just yeah, type it into yeah. a G- Chat GPT and be so, like, "You should try this." So there you go. You can replace humans, and it can be a positive thing. It can. <laughs> um, but for real. But for real. Getting to video so again. getting to video so yeah. uh what i was kind of getting at here is basically the problem we have is that we're stealing our data sets yes uh creating ai from nothing is impossible mm-hmm. um the ai from nothing is it is using this large and varied worldwide arrayed data set to try and come up with what it thinks yes. you're looking for like one of the most hilarious examples i saw is someone said jesus flipping over a table and it's him like doing a parkour somersault oh, nice nice <laughs> <laughs> it's like not exactly what i meant however english language can be tricky that way but um one of the things that i think ai actually does really really good really really well um is when you're the one giving it its data set yep absolutely so like just like you were saying with video of mm-hmm. like okay make something from nothing it's gonna do really really badly at that mm-hmm. but if you give it okay i've got these 12 frames and i need to turn it into 40 yeah Absolutely. The if you're giving it something to work off of and it has that persistence f- through each frame and it has a starting point to work from, then it can be really powerful and I and the two main 
tools that I see in the video space that are are at least competent, at least workable right now are upscaling, um, which applies to photos as well. We'll get into photos later and uh, frame interpolation. So if you're trying to duplicate frames to make something either smoother or slow it down. Um, Mm -hmm. and frame interpolation has been around for a while to be fair, but the speed and quality, I mean, I remember using Twixter some almost 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be fair, a lot of these, a lot of these software companies are just sort of rebranding what already existed on some level, but also we have so much better compute and we've got better machine learning algorithms and the quality of this stuff is now getting so, so, so much better than it was even just a few years ago. And so that's been really interesting to watch um, that space change and be able to like take a, you know, Jivo 30 FPS video and slow it down two, three, four times plus and get a good result out of it. Now, you know, it's not perfect. You, you know, garbage in, garbage out. You need to generally give it something pretty good to work off of. If it's dark and smeary and poorly shot, it's going to struggle because it's not going to have, uh, you know, good identified subjects to work on. But you do it right, you can get some good results out of it. And it's especially good, in my opinion, for if you give it even just a little bit of an edge. So if you shoot like 1080p, 120 frames per second, and then you want to make that even slower, that works even better than like 30 to 60, in my opinion. So that interpolation has gotten really good. Upscaling is not, in my opinion, as quite as good as interpolation, but it's pretty good. All things considered, yeah, I yeah, it's it's funny because upscaling. I remember seeing a demo for On One Software, good twelve years ago, fifteen years ago, something mm-hmm. where they're like, "Look at how amazing this upscaling software is!" And then they're like, "Now we upscale with AI," and I'm like, "What's the difference, man?" So my issue with the upscaling <laughs> so far is that it it feels like it's replacing too much. Like, it's like, okay, cool. This is my inspiration, these frames. But then it's sort of generating a frame wholly new, or at least that's kind of how it feels to me at times. So that's been my issue with upscaling is I want it to have a lighter touch most of the time than it does, at least for the, like the machine learning, learning based upscaling. Um, It feels like it's, yeah, it it just it just feels like it's not it's it's taking the let's generate an entirely new frame mm-hmm. weight far more than no 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 I just want you to touch up this one um, and maybe that's the only way to do it I don't know but well yeah. well moving into the photosphere speaking of uh, things that we've had for a long time already and I can't tell the difference mm-hmm. have you used the remove tool in Photoshop recently like get yeah, to like grab something in the frame and just like del- magically delete it yeah yeah that stuff is getting pretty good <laughs> but but here's here's the thing that's interesting about that i'm mm. like what's the difference because didn't we have content aware fill and patch tool and and self-healing brush for years now well you know some like product manager somewhere wants to get promoted so he's going to rebrand it so so this is this is interesting i have been kind of flipping back and forth for the past uh month or two between using the patch tool and the remove tool or rather or rather like the healing tool and the remove tool um it's been really interesting because sometimes the remove tool does much better Mm -hmm. and sometimes the uh healing tool does much better and i'm sitting here going like what's the difference and i'm really trying to parse out how they're kind of like Hmm. 
what basically i know one of them is like i'm looking around the image and i'm basically yeah. just doing it based on the pixels that are next that are to me next and to the other one is i'm using a neural network to be like what's supposed to be here and fill in the gaps mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's it's really interesting to see where one fails and where the other one succeeds and i don't th- and it still kind of feels like right tool for the right job i don't actually think it has replaced the old tool yeah that's something that i've noticed as well is like there's still significant inconsistencies with any ai machine learning based solution where it's just not i i'm i don't like have a lot of confidence in it i sort of pull the trigger on it doing something and i'm like hopefully this works out but i expect it to not yeah um and then you're just sort of pleasantly surprised when it does work out um and that to me is just like ah it's not the it's not the you know ultimate solution that i think it's being pitched as because it's just not consistent yet when it's consistent then we're talking but <laughs> so uh one thing that's been really nice recently is uh so i've been shooting a lot of school sports recently and uh sometimes the the leg of one of my light stands will like creep into the, fr- the corner of the frame and i was shooting soccer and you've got all these like blades of grass yeah. and even though i'm probably cropping it out of like i just want to be safe so i just really quickly do that and if i do the heel brush or whatever sometimes it gets all these weird artifactings mm-hmm. around the mm-hmm. edge and it doesn't quite work and the remove tool has been doing a much better job yeah. but when i'm shooting like volleyball and i'm in indoors on a gym court mm-hmm. you see all those gym lines and those gym lines don't quite line <laughs> yeah. up where they're supposed to yeah, if, if you automate it it's interesting that that's the case because i've i've definitely noticed the same thing when you're filling when you're doing some sort of ai fill and it has lines in it it doesn't quite match them up and i've never really been able to get it to do that and i don't know why you would think that that would be an obvious thing that like if you had an algorithm and you're like there are bricks or there are boards or there are any hard edges that are consistent in the frame always make those first as like a you know a hard ground truth and then fill in the textures or whatever uh, yeah against I, those and it doesn't for whatever reason. i tried like, removing i tried removing like a fire alarm on a, on a concrete brick wall mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and when i used the remove tool it added extra bricks in the middle of those bricks yeah. and i'm like no just flat <laughs> nothing yeah yeah i don't know why that I, I would be curious to know the reason why that is the case um because you'd think that we so you could probably get away with like crappier colors and textures if you really sold the lines through whatever you're filling in, right? Like I would be more, I would be more forgiving of like, oh, you know, the the color of the paint is a little off, but hey, it got the bricks perfect. Either you're reading my mind or you're skipping ahead in my notes. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not looking at any notes right now. So go no, for it. So what, um, what, what what am I reading in your mind? <laughs> yeah. So so um, basically, like content aware fill, I think is the absolute best use of AI, mm-hmm. and I've seen some really kind of like stupid uses of this of like change the person's jacket change the background that they're on change and it really i'm just like it's like is that even the image anymore exactly it's this it's we we're entering this terrible terrible ship of theseus problem when it comes to ai imagery but um one of the things that i think it does really 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 well is um basically textures went now i will put an asterisk on this uh imagery and texture 
you know, I, I can get into the fine nitty gritty details of how the actual like structure and texture is bad. But when you look at it from a distance, it's doing much better. So mm-hmm. there were two tests that I ran recently where it just blew me away at how quick and easy and amazing it was. So test number one is um, I was shooting a model who was, um, you know, Narcissa looking at a reflection mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. thing. So I was shooting a model who was uh, kind of playing with her reflection in some ripples of water and she didn't quite uh it, it was it was like a implied nude boudoir type mm, thing and yeah. she didn't quite like a uh, one particular part of the image and like well can we recrop and i'm like the problem is if i crop it i lose your reflection which is the whole point yeah. of that uh image so in attempting to recrop it and, and not make it this super weird aspect ratio, I'm like, what if I use content to wear fill to extend some part of my canvas? And uh, because it was water ripples, it actually did a really good job. It <laughs> said, this is a water ripple. This is what the other half of this water rip- ripple is like. And then it gave me like three options or whatever of like, do you want a log there? Do you want like a lily pad there? Do you hmm. want whatever there? And it actually filled in what should have been on just on the outside of her frame crazy accurately of like, I could not have painted or filled that in because those shapes did not exist in my image that seems so much more complicated to do than bricks i know (laughs) how does it do that it so well so so the the problem with Mm. that is that it gave me this like very like smooth painterly texture that had no grain Mm -hmm. when i was shooting it like iso 800 and Mm -hmm. so you when you zoom in you've got this hard delineation of where my photo ended and the ai took over so what you're saying is shoot sony and then use ai Ah. and it'll be perfect something like that so you had to add grain is that what ended up happening um even even adding the grain it still didn't quite look right there there was a little bit of a texture problem and a crispness problem Mm. where like it wasn't sharp it was like it was like everything was just blurred enough together that it looked good in nature and painterly but i had some really like hard uh, specular highlights and reflections and stuff, and none of that got picked up on the opposite side uh, of the ripple. Okay, so it was still this kind of like you saw where the photo ended and the AI started. Um, recently, and I actually did deliver this to the client. I kind of looked at it and went, "Nah, this is as good as I'm getting." Because I tried adding the noise <laughs> yeah. back in, and it didn't work. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "You know mm-hmm. what? This is going to be printed on the side of a box, and the box is only about 12 inches tall." It's fine. It's going to be fine. So I recently did something where they sent me a stock photo and they sent me like a planter and I had to shoot the planter and put it on the stock photo. But they're like, hey, can you like move the planter a little farther to the foreground? And the stock photo did not have foreground. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of in like this office building that had like wood vinyl plank boards, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was shot with a wide enough angle perspective that on the right hand of the side, all the boards go that way. And on the left hand, all the boards go that way. And so you've got this like fan where all the hard board lines are. Mm -hmm. So um, historically speaking, what I have done for that is I have grabbed my clone tool, taken that one board line drawn that one board line out to the edge and i've done that for my whole fan and Mm -hmm. then i would go in and heal or clone or fill um all of the like actual board parts so that you don't get like repeating knots or anything but that all of the fan boards are going the way they're supposed to yep because when you do content to wear fill on that you just get this hot jumbled mess of like yeah (laughs) it's 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 like a picasso it's ridiculous 
but when I did the like generative AI fill, it did it perfectly. It mm. gave me a perfect fan with no repeating patterns in the right color with the right textures. It was taking I I I really haven't had any success putting in prompts. Mm-hmm. I just say generative fill go and then it uses my image for the AI. Yeah, the and it did really really good job, but it still had that problem where if you look too close at it, you uh. can tell where the image ended and the AI started. And I said screw it, I don't care. I'm delivering the image anyway. Mm-hmm. Um because Come no on, one's Adobe. Gonna, no one's match gonna, the grain. Cuz no one's going to look at it that <laughs> you know so so i think it has done like it has blown me away and saved so much time in some aspects but it's like i still feel like it's not quite there but i'm also a perfectionist who pixel peeps but it's close it's getting close like a a a noise match update and you're in business honestly yeah Yeah. pretty much pretty much um let's see some other good uses process automation Mm -hmm. so like i've basically just described one form of process automation where i used to have to clone every single board and then fill in every single one and now it's a single click yeah i had to wait two minutes for that single click but like that was just my computer churning and thinking that's fine um Uh, the one thing I don't like about the remove tool is if I move my mouse at all and I don't just click down and let up, I get a waiting bar. Oh, interesting. Like, even if I'm just trying to, like, clone out a small hair or something, I'll be like, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm thinking about this <laughs> a little too hard. Too much. It it just <laughs> takes way more processing power, apparently. Yeah. But um, some of the things that have absolutely blown me away are, like, sky replacement tool. Mm-hmm. Like, they had the Sky replacement tool before they really said, hey, we're leaning heavily into AI. But I am positive that that uses AI Mm -hmm. to do that. So what used to have to happen is uh, do channel calculations to get the trees a little bit of hand brushing because it wouldn't quite know that that reflective shiny leaf is actually supposed to be cut out or not cut out. And then and then you'd have this, and then you put in the background image you want, but then you would have to do like some toning and coloring, and you would have to have some of that bleed over so you don't have any hard edges. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 10-step process. And now yeah. you just click Sky Replacement Tool, and you can drag the, and resize your backdrop, and it does it all for you. And it's like, I'm, I'm actually kind of mad at how good it is. Along those same lines, I've noticed that the like grabbing subjects um or you know just really like edges in general of things has has, gotten so much better over the past like year i yeah i I have spent so many hours of my life generally generally for dumb jokes and memes cutting things out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and now i can do it in like 30 seconds you and 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 the result is so good um, it is it it blows me away just in the past year how good this has gotten where it's like one click and I'm seeing people like you know they're they're even like building it in on your phone now like you see people just like hold on like a picture on their phone and it like cuts them out and they get yeah. like pasted in chat or whatever like do you do you zoomers realize how difficult that was two years ago and and before? Like crazy difficult. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Just even two years ago yeah. that wasn't a it thing. It wasn't a thing. And now it is cake. And honestly, it 
I have had to correct it so little already. It's every time I've done it, I've been like blown away at how good it is. And even if you do have to correct it, it's so minor. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, especially in Photoshop because it's going to generate a mask, and then you can. And if you're doing it for that. a Facebook post or something yeah, that's social that, and for cares? fun, no, no one, yeah, cares no one cares about the mistake. No it's really amazing. So something that I saw recently is uh, this isn't in Photoshop yet, but this is in Lightroom. They have a background blur tool. Mm-hmm. So Lightroom already had a bunch of different blur tools, like yeah. they had their tilt shift blur and you know their spot mm-hmm. blur and their motion and stuff trying to like add those in but what this did is it automatically selected the subject and then you get to decide on how much blur there is on the background and previously you would have to paint and mask your subject yep. and it would kind of help it with the lines and everything but it wouldn't be very accurate and then the other problem you'd have if, is let's say there's a guy on like a light you know sky white background yeah. and he's wearing like a black suit you would get that little bit of blurring from his bleed suit over. that yeah. bleed over where it's like basically it's blurring his suit putting it behind him and then just kind of like pasting him on top and now you've he's got these, all, the these all these staining and halos <laughs> yeah. that look super unnatural and that was the dead giveaway that, oh this is a bad gaussian blur job mm-hmm. and this new tool actually does a really good job of making sure none of the foreground bleeds over and creeps that fake bokeh is getting good man <laughs> actually no the, bo- the bokeh looks really bad it's still gaussian blur well but uh, that is that seems like the easiest of fixes. Honestly, mm-hmm. they already have lens, you know, repositories of what all this bokeh looks like. Oh, for yeah. all the different ones. Yeah, that should be a simple come. simple yeah. update. But no, just the fact that now his black suit isn't bleeding into the background. And oh no, I forgot to change my camera setting because when I was shooting a group shot, I shot at f eight, and when I wanted to shoot that one uh, kid in volleyball, I wanted to switch to five six, but it was busy and hectic, and I forgot. Yeah, now yep. I can just blur out like the Could clock. And like the PE schedule behind their head and stuff. And like it works <laughs> really well. Yeah. AI. Yeah. Getting good. It it's getting good. It is getting good. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I think the but Again, all this stuff is based on real images or video that a person created. And you're just enhancing it you're fixing it a little bit that's true that's true i mean you could you could argue that that's just it's just more software like you know photoshop has been a thing for probably upwards of 30 years at this point you know we're just adding another level of software to this but we're not eliminating the human that's the kind of sort of the core i think theme among Mm, all these things is they're good because they're augmenting a person's ability not replacing um yeah i think one of the other things that um i i used to do the frequency separation which for those of you who don't know that is the quote-unquote proper technique you're supposed to use when you're doing high-end skin retouching on somebody i do definitely do not do that anymore i just one click (laughs) my my plugin the plugin does its thing and you know like like the plugin of like it does pretty good job but like it would always kind of fuzz the hair out a little bit so i'd make a new layer i'd do my one click plugin and then i would paint back over the skin so that it didn't accidentally get their hair so it was like it was kind of doing its own masking but its own masking was like only kind of sort of okay mm-hmm. um but now with the ai of like uh the new like skin retouching tools of like i don't even do that Skin fix. I just click. I I, I used to have the <laughs> habit of making a new layer before I do it, so that I'm not destroying yeah, my yeah. old image. Of course. But then I just look at it and go, screw it, send it, <laughs> flatten, save, done, 
Good to go. Good to go. Um, so I think I think these things where it's taking long, complicated processes where it's like, back in my day, I had to do it the hard way. It was like, okay, well, we don't have to do it the hard way anymore. Isn't that amazing? Isn't yep. that wonderful? Yep. Yep. But we're still doing it. It's not replacing the human. It's just replacing the human skin. <laughs> Yikes. And that is a soundbite that will definitely never be taken out of context. AI replacing the human skin sounds like <laughs> Skynet stuff. Terminator. So yeah, there there are definitely some some good uses of AI. Absolutely. Um, and I have even started kind of embracing uh, it for like the content aware fill and the generative mm-hmm. fill. Um, I still think typing in like jaguar chasing down a bird is super hella weird. And yeah. like, why would you use that? But for like, hey, I have one inch worth of floorboards, and I actually have to create an entire floor out of that phenomenal fantastic boards, please. why wouldn't we yeah yeah um i think now what photographers have to focus on more is uh there's one particular dude that i do not like in one of my groups mm-hmm. and um he just posts and posts and posts <laughs> but one of the things is he's like yeah i used ai for my background be mad kind of like that tough like whatever be, you know whatever it's amazing wow you're so let brave the, let the haters hate type <laughs> you're thing. so brave and I don't have any problems with his background or with his masking ability. And he's, you know, putting shadows back in and stuff. What I do have a problem with is he's got hard directional light coming through a window on his background. And he shot it on a flat, evenly lit studio and just nice. used like dodge and burn to basically relight the model. And I'm like, yeah, you can tell it mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. look good. <laughs> like, like it should be enhancing the thing. Not you're using AI. At least make it look good. Come I, on. I know. <laughs> I know, right? You're, all, all your bragging rights kind of go out the window when your stuff looks like crap, Carl. Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> so AI can be good as long as you make it look good. It can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that um, it's, yeah, we're basically replacing these long, laborious yeah. processes and automating that so that it's another tool in your tool yeah. case is phenomenal. Yeah. I think that's great. Very positive. Um, and we should definitely allow people to do that to supplement their own, you know, skills and arts. And I see how this is great for like map painters of like, hey, mm-hmm. well, well, this is come to think of it. This has actually been a thing for a very, very long time. Of like, you think Lord of the Rings just said, yeah, we're gonna individually paint and animate <laughs> ten thousand orcs in the Battle of Helm's Deep? No, Mm-mm. they Mm-mm. put in what orcs would do to fight and what elves would do to fight, and then let AI fill in everything behind the background actors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is already a thing. Just now, it's coming to the down to the price point and accessibility that we plebes can use it. Yep, and we plebes need all the help we can get. all right well i i think i think that kind of kind of rounds out our list that's that's a good place to stop for today um thank you man and machine can live together in harmony can uh so if you have a good use of ai that we didn't mention today go ahead and leave it in the comments um and Mm -hmm. uh if you have questions about ai or any kind of future episodes how can they contact us Stuart? hello at photo-op.show 
yeah, go ahead and send in those emails. Uh, pop your comments onto the YouTube channel or and rate on podcast app of your choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, shameless self promotion uh, for for one dollar a month, you can add to the tip jar and uh, help us keep our keep our mics on, keep our lights on, and keep bringing you entertaining and educational educational content. Keep our computers on to do AI things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is patreon.com slash nomcreative, which would be the same YouTube channel you might be watching this at. So uh, thank you all so much. And uh, we have an exciting episode for you next week. We are talking about plugins. Are they still relevant? Mm, maybe. Maybe. We'll find out. O- only if they have AI. <laughs> <laughs> AI plugins, definitely relevant. <laughs> If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at NomCreative. As in Om Nom Nom. Share this with a friend, and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free.